You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? Cooper could be doing better. Um, I don't know what's going on with my voice, but we are here, mm-hmm. and I will do my best. I'm sorry, guys, but we don't want to miss out on any more podcasts. We had to miss out on on uh, worldwide worldwide sports talk, so mm-hmm. we're here. Yes, sir. But we have for you wrestling talk. Oh, yes. Money in the bank, baby. That's right. We recap. recap How you doing? The pay per view. It was a really good pay per view, though there were some question marks to be had, of course. But we'll get down to it. Are you ready? Let's do it. First up on the kickoff show, we had the Usos taking on Dominic and Rey Mysterio for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, and the Usos would come out victorious and new SmackDown Tag Team Champs. In what fashion? Because I I know we didn't watch. They didn't really watch the match. It basically, really, honestly, they didn't really end up cheating for this one. They, uh, they kind of just. I think it was most of their veteran tag team as a prowess. Prowess, yeah, as yeah, what overcame them. I think. I think like, you and I both both called this one. Yeah. Uh, I think we both said that if anybody could do it, it would be the Usos. Right. And I'm kind of glad to see them back, but I also hope that. Uh, is it Jimmy? Jimmy that's having the issues with his yeah alcoholism. Yeah. His alcoholism. I hope that he can he can figure that out. Um, All right. You know, it's one thing to to drink and <clears throat> sit at home and do your own thing, but uh, drinking and driving is a big no no. Yeah, very much so. And I don't care who you are, 
oh, you know, how rich, how famous, how whatever. It only takes that one that one time to ruin somebody's life whether and your be, own. Yeah, be yours whether you end up passing away in an accident or you end up taking the life of someone and you had no intention to do so. Exactly. Because that negatively affects your life either way. So for me, I'm surprised <clears throat> that they won this match. I'm surprised that they are going through with this with this. But I understand it. You, yeah, it's for the greater of the good with the company. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I don't know. Yeah, it's a little. It's a little kind of like yay, good for the Usos because they deserve to be champions again, and especially with the way they're trying to run the faction of the uh, of the, the family, the tribe. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with Jimmy having these issues still. It's kind of like, uh, are you kind of setting also a bad precedent for your other wrestlers? Yeah, That's I mean, kind of where you kind of get all to that but point. But at where the same time, we really don't know what's going on in his personal life. Right. Many prayers go out to him because I know a lot of people that deal with alcoholism. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an everyday battle. I mean, you could put down that bottle and be good for 10 years. And something happened, and and you're right back on it. So yes, sir. Um, it's one of those those killers that, you know, it's legal, mm-hmm. but it it doesn't get enough doesn't doesn't get enough credit that you know these things like drinking and things like that. It's good every once in a while, but not not overindulging. So right, absolutely. All right, and I've I've been known to do that a time or two myself. Right. All right. So next up on the first uh, match of the official card for the pay per view, we had of course the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, where Nikki Ash, almost a superhero, pulled off a stunning and shocking win. Yeah, it was it was different, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all they're all. Was it all six of the women were up there yeah, fighting after, battles? It was, it was all six remaining competitors after the, everyone buried Alexa Bliss under ladders. Yeah. So there was the seven remaining. Six were battling on three different ladders. And she climbed up on top of everybody and just grabbed it. <laughs> and stole it. I mean, it was a great move. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, you know, last year we had the uh, battle with the in the men's where... The championship was being fought over by two competitors at the same time, and it fell into the hands of Otis. Yeah. Which no one really ended up liking, but it is what it is with that. But now to have it be stolen because you're all fighting and someone else just takes an opportunity like that, that's a great opportunity. And, of course, uh, she has now a championship guarantee whenever she wants, and uh, it's good for Nikki. I'm not quite sure how I'm... Liking the character that she's portraying right now, yeah, but no, I've no. always liked the competitiveness of Nikki, so I'm really happy for her in that aspect. Yeah, I I, I agree with you that with that. Like I I love her as a competitor, mm-hmm. but whatever they're doing with this character, it's a little I, weird. I, I don't know. I I liked Nikki Cross when she was NXT Nikki Cross. The, the you know the more darker version of her. I like that. I understand that, you know, that's that's a character that might not be who she really is and maybe she's playing a character more of her her style, but 
at the same time you brought her in is this this badass you know chick i know i'm so, i'm half expecting the hurricane to make an appearance here soon to help her out right <laughs> at some point the way this is going <clears throat> but uh I, good for her it um the women were smart they uh isolated bliss who was trying to use her supernatural abilities that she's had recently um with her new darker character of herself um burying her under the ladders was probably the smart thing to do oh, yeah. uh, but it ended up all ended up costing them all in the long run anyways but it was still a really good match um i enjoyed i enjoyed it and uh can't wait to see what happens uh moving forward with that though uh side note nikki did cash in on Monday Night Raw. If you haven't seen it yet, be sure to check it out and see what happened there. Oh, yes, yes. Very interesting, very interesting. Yes, sir. All right. Next up, we had the Raw Men's Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and almost taking on the Viking Raiders. And the Viking Raiders ended up coming up just a little short on uh, AJ and Almost. I was actually really quite surprised about this. I thought if anybody could do it, it'd be them. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, man, it's it is what it is. Um, but I don't think this this uh, rivalry is over. I don't think so either. What I did like is they did get the Viking Raiders going momentum wise enough where they ended up chopping down almost a couple times in the match. So they they ended almost his invincibility act a little bit. Yeah, they finally put the kink in his armor that he should have, so he's not. Totally unbeatable, which is now, hey, you just got to figure out what you got to do to knock down the giant, which they now have an idea to to do now. So I believe that actually benefits um, them going forward and possibly in another title opportunity at some point can maybe pull the upset. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, it also makes for good, for good, uh, good storyline. Good build-up to the next pay-per-view. It does. Um, eventually, I do see the Viking Raiders being champions. Yeah. It's just all a matter of time. Uh, yeah, the only way I don't <clears throat> see the Viking Raiders not being champion is if we get the return of Randy Orton and the uh, RK-Bro <laughs> team getting momentum again that they were having before. I guess uh, um, Orton's apparent injury as he's been moved to the injury list Yeah, for WWE. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Next up, WWE Champion Bobby Lashley took on Kofi Kingston. And Kofi got ran over in this match. This was a car crash. Mm -hmm. Um, To to call it a, you know, a match is, is not really quite putting it the right way you should mm-hmm. um this match was was nasty to watch i to be honest i don't like what they're doing to kofi i don't either i call bullshit and if you were gonna do that to anybody you should have done it to xavier woods yeah what they've been doing to kofi of late is just beyond reason it's disrespectful to kofi's career um, you could have easily had this match be something that, you know, you could have said, even though Kofi has been calling him soft and stuff lately, you could still say Bobby Lashley underestimated Kofi and got taken to the limit because he was underprepared by Kofi, with Kofi. You could do that. 
and not be disrespectful to Bobby Lashley in any way and also not disrespectful as you've been to Kofi Kingston. But to sit here and have Bobby Lashley absolutely torment and destroy Kofi like that is just disrespectful, honestly, to Kofi in his career. And I don't like it, and hopefully something changes down the line with that, and uh, we'll see what happens moving forward as we move towards uh, SummerSlam. Yeah, man, I'm not happy with this at all. Neither am I. All right, next up, we had probably, I believe, the match of the night. Charlotte Flair taking on Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. And, woo, both competitors brought their A-game for this one. Oh, yeah, man. It was it was crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I thought for sure that Rhea would pull it off, but mm-hmm. it didn't happen that way. No, and it looked like we were going to see Rhea pull it off after she survived natural selection from the top rope. It's usually when you hit a, something that powerful from a higher distance than you normally do, if you don't get the pin there, usually that indicates the survivor is now going to get the momentum and take this championship. But Charlotte was relentless, took it to Rhea, locked in the figure eight, and put and made Rhea tap out. Well, not only did she lock in the figure eight, right before the figure eight, she did wedge her knee between the the steps. Yeah, slammed her knee in between the steps and the ring post. really good, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the deciding factor there. <clears throat> but it was a good match, dude. Uh, I think you and I both were really surprised with this one, and it was it was cool to watch the pay per view with the kids mm-hmm. and my daughter getting so excited, and we were yelling back and forth about uh, Rhea and mm-hmm. and Charlotte. Right. She was Charlotte, Charlotte. <laughs> we're all Rhea, Rhea. <laughs> Yeah, but it was a great match. I still think it was the match of the night. Um, the Universal Championship, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, had the opportunity to do that, but unfortunately, we'll discuss why it wasn't. Next up, we had the men's Money in the Bank ladder match, won by not someone we didn't, weren't surprised to say the surprise they were going to win, but it's a, just a, a surprise in the fact that it's a good surprise and something we actually were really looking forward to seeing. Big E. Taking home money in the bank. Yeah, dude, this this is um, really good for his career, dude. And I could have swore that he was gonna go after Bobby Lashley, but on Monday night, yeah. So, um, what was surprising to me was how well Riddle was holding up his competition, and when he was landing RKO's on everybody. Oh, dude, no joke. <laughs> I was like, dang, our. Uh, the original bro looks like he's about to become the Money in the Bank winner as he just sits here and slams everybody with an RKO out of nowhere. And he's hitting it flawlessly, which I'm like, how are you doing that? And, you know, you must really have the respect of of uh, Randy Orton to actually be able to do that. Yeah. Because I don't care what you say, storyline or not, if, if Randy Orton was not okay with that, that would not be happening. Yeah, um... I was really surprised, too, because I thought there was a point, too, where it looked like uh, Kevin Owens was about to become champion, and he just could not overcome that. And then, of course, uh, we also assumed that there was a good chance for um, Drew McIntyre, but Jinder Mahal and his cronies came and took him out of the equation. Yeah, they need to get rid of Jinder Mahal. He's stupid, and he doesn't fit in the WWE lifestyle. I'm oh. sorry, yeah. but uh, I never, 
I didn't even respect him as champion. I never thought that, I thought he was a paper champion, and they put the title on him to make him look good. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it wasn't that great. All right, and uh, here we go. Universal Champion Roman Reigns take on took on Edge, and <sighs> a lackluster finish. What should have not been a lackluster finish because we had a great match. This match was crazy, dude. They beat the holy hell out of each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ref got knocked down and it went from there, dude. Yeah, once uh, uh, referee John Robinson got knocked out of the out of the equation, all hell started breaking loose between both competitors. Edge would manage to lock in um, another uh, crossface, but using the uh, Steel of the steel chair, um, the one of the bra- brackets, um, appeared to have Roman in line to get ready to be taken out until Seth Rollins would make his appearance and smack um, Edge right in the back of the head with a kick. Yeah, man, this is crazy, dude. But I think what you and I have both argued with this, we're not happy with this storyline mm-hmm. because the way Seth is going about it. Right. So, Don't get me wrong. I actually want to see this match. Rollins versus Edge at SummerSlam. Both have very similar styles. They just end their matches differently. Otherwise, they're basically the same competitor. So it's going to be really nice to watch. I don't like the storytelling of this match. You're sitting there getting upset with having Rollins get upset. Edge comes back. He jumps the line. He gets title match. I feel like I should be in it. Not in Money in the Bank, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm going to take my frustrations out on Edge. To then have that end, get chased out by Edge after the match, and then have John Cena show up. By the way, yeah. Yeah, John Cena shows up at Money in the Bank, basically making it known he's coming after Roman. And then not only do you do that, the following night on Monday Night Raw... You have WWE Champion Bobby Lashley finish a match after an open challenge, finishes it off, and feels like he's on top of the world to only have Goldberg return and let him know he's next. So, you're now telling me that you went with a storyline that because Seth Rollins hates and you do it to both shows with both major champions. I could have seen this. Hey, is you're riding with this. Seth Rollins is mad at Edge. He thinks he deserves it because he thinks he's better than Edge. Not because Edge got to cut the line because of who he is. He just thinks he's better than Edge. Therefore, I cost him his championship because I want to face him at SummerSlam to prove I'm better than you. And I should have been in the title picture. Not you. Not, oh, because you jumped the line I'm being a whiny little priss, so I cost you your title that way. Then you could sit there and still continue with the jumping in line bullcrap with Cena and, of course, the returning um, Goldberg. That would have been fine. But your writings become very lazy. Because you just sat there and had your one of your top superstars who doesn't like what's going on and you're still doing what he doesn't like. And now on, you're doing on it on both shows. Show. Uh, yeah. Now on both shows, again. So... Your writing's got lazy WWE, and if the rumors we're hearing from AEW are true, you're about to be in a whole, huge hole 
when it comes to entertainment because AEW is coming for you now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they are. And uh, they've signed some pretty big names as of late this past week. Yes, so if rumors are true, you guys are in big, deep shit trouble. Um, If I'm WWE and if I find out these rumors are true from AEW, I might even have to consider maybe working out a partnership with UFC. Get some of their names to come wrestle, and you send some guys over there to actually fight cage matches. You're going to have to come up with something. Because AEW's got the partnership with Impact, AAA Wrestling, NWA Wrestling, New Japan Wrestling. They're all getting along just fine. You can't even freaking run your three brands properly. Mm. You're screwing yourself. You're releasing wrestlers who shouldn't be released. Word is you might be bringing somebody back. Because you released his merchandise, two new merchandise shirts from him for him recently, so it sounds like he might be coming back. But if they do end up losing him to AEW, which also, by sounds of it, is still being brought up by um, Mark Henry's wanting him to come. Mm-hmm. Big Show, I think, has been talked about wanting him to come. If you don't do something, you are going down. AEW is going to surpass you, and it won't be long. Oh, yeah, man. So... Yeah, they were. They better watch out because I knew that they were serious when they went to TNT and they brought over Sting. Yeah. And Sting was already with the WWE. Yeah. So there was no, oh, well, he didn't go there, so cool, he's back. No, mm-hmm. he's already been with the WWE and the fact that you guys signed him after the fact says a lot. Yeah. And then all of these these uh, new people you have signed with them that are old WWE superstars. Yeah. You, you got to really take into, uh, take into consideration these big names they've been signing lately. And uh, I don't care what people say. There are no conspiracy theories that WWE is involved with AEW. There's no way. Mm-mm. No. In WWE, you can sit here and bring back Cena. You can bring back Goldberg. You can still try to bring back Lesnar. You can try to bring back The Rock in time for WrestleMania. You can bring back whoever the hell you want. You keep screwing around like you've been doing with your writing, you're going to lose fans quickly because all the wrestlers that are going to AEW have creative control over their characters, will probably will have better storylines, and AEW, what their partnerships with New Japan, Impact, AAA, NWA are going to blow right past you. And the bad thing about this is, you know, um, I've been a big WWE fan for a very long time. Pretty much since the end of WCW. Yeah. And I wasn't ready to jump ship and go to AEW. At first I was all, yeah. But then I've been watching for the past couple months, and I'm just like, but then you start seeing these moves they're making, Mm -hmm. and all these new people they're bringing on, and just people that you wouldn't think would have anything to do with it, because they're friends with Triple H, or whatever the case is, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think they would be there, but they're there. Yep. So. So you keep shooting yourself in the foot. And you're losing good competitors 
who just want a little or bit Or maybe more the wrestling world is really throwing a veil under over all of our eyes, and they are all in coots and making big money doing this. It could be, but, we'll, but we won't know for sure. But the way WWE is going, they're going to the way of, right now, as the way of the NCAA is going. You're about to become very irrelevant. Yeah. And <laughs> you've got to do something to change. It's That's sad, why I said man. you might want to consider a partnership with UFC to get UFC competitors to show up for wrestling events. You have your guys show up and do an occasional cage match. I'm not saying you have to do it all the time, work out a special deal, you know. Well, I heard that now that now Triple H is all, oh, let's do New, new Japan Wrestling. Good luck. But they've already been in coots with AEW, so now you just look like the follower. Yeah. You're, you're, you got to do something. I would even consider talking to the boxing promotions. Get them involved in something. someone. you got to do something because you went so long without a legit competitor. I'm sorry to impact. You weren't legit. TNA, impact, whatever. You weren't legit in the uh, mid to late 20s. Our 2000s to 2010, in the 2010s, you just weren't legitimate enough to take on WWE, and it shows. Uh, they were, they were, they had big names on there, but the the creativity, the writing, the the management, all of it just did not plan out the way it should have. So, I mean, they had big names. They had Sting. They had Kurt Angle. They had you know, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, all them guys. But once them guys started jumping ship and going to WWE... Yeah, once they started getting punched, this is starting to look exactly the same thing, except now they're taking down the Giant. Yeah. They're poaching the Giant now. The Giant was poaching everybody else, which was small, and they're like, oh, well, it's WWE. You get a better name now because you're in WWE. You get to be better. But now they're turning around and now poaching you back. And they're not only that, but they've got their own merchandise. They've got their own video game coming out. They've yep. got, you know, their own. They I think they have a new mobile game out too. They might have a new mobile game. Um, it's just a matter of time. I'm sure they'll work on their own network at some point. It's about to become serious. I mean, they already kind of have. Well, they a- already have so many um, like promotions that are working with them that if they came out with a network. And just said, hey, do you guys want to put your stuff on our network? Then you could have you could have impact stuff all the way back dating to TNA days. Mm-hmm. And then you could have all of New Japan stuff. Oh, people, yeah. Stuff people have never, ever seen. You know, because yeah. a lot of people, they don't understand it. But New Japan Wrestling is, is like the mecca, dude. Yeah. If you can wrestle in Japan, you can wrestle anywhere. Yeah. It's uh it's gonna be crazy. But so WWE, you've just been put on notice by the uh what you considered the miners. <laughs> and that's our pipe bomb. Yep. There's your clue on who recently signed. Pipe bomb. Pipe bomb. So that does it for us for today. We will be back again tomorrow with baseball basketball talk. We got to talk the uh, Cleveland Indians new moniker and logo, as well as uh, what's going on in the world. The rumor mill has begun to spin for the NBA. It's crazy. 
And of course, we'll get you caught up on uh, all the th things happening because we are also one week away from the MLB trade deadline, and we've already had a few minor tweaks going on in trades. The Rays are making some moves to try to get back to the World Series. The Dodgers might be in the market for a new closer, not just starting pitching, with what's been going on with Kenley Jensen of late. So we'll talk about that and more, of course. And then Tuesday is the return of NASCAR football talk. We have another great race this weekend. Football, we're going to start um, doing the breakdown of the divisions, who we think will win each division. And then, of course, we'll give you how the playoffs will shake, how our prediction for the playoffs shake out, as well as, of course, leading up to our Super Bowl prediction right before the start of the regular season. So, anything else to add, my brother? I'm good to go, man. All right, so once again, that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports. Hey, everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.